Welcome to the Ban Hall, a Young Band Directors of Texas podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chelsea Frazier, president of YBDT, and with me is Amanda Blackstone, our executive director. YBDT is a nonprofit organization for young band directors in Texas. We're here to talk about the ins and outs of teaching band, especially in the first few years of your career. Today, we're talking about the difficult subject of conflict within the workplace, different types of conflict, what to do when conflict occurs, and where to draw the line. Welcome to the band hall. All right, here we go. This is a big one. And I don't know why, but I feel a little giggly. So it's going to be interesting. (laughs) It's going to be interesting doing this episode about conflict when I'm in a giggly mood. Oh, no. Oh, no. But it's not a it's not a funny topic. No. Conflict, you know, happen. It's a part of life. It's a part of the the world that we live in, and it happens all the time. But oh my gosh, it can make a big difference um, in your experience as a band director mm-hmm. if there's like conflict that's either like reoccurring or prolonged or mishandled. Like honestly, that can just sour your experience as a band director. I, I feel like a lot of people have left the profession just because of unresolved conflict. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and you know, the conflict can come from so many different places. We work with so many different people. We are a people profession. Um, yeah. You know, I think the most obvious one is the, the people that we work with day to day, like the other directors. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it could be your, your track or your cluster. It could be administration it can be parents it can be kids I mean we work with so many different people (laughs) and every single day uh it's and it's there's no escaping it 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 comes to everybody it's true and yeah I was thinking about this earlier how much you know I think when um things start going sour with the people side of the job uh, band directors might say, or I mean, I've caught myself thinking this way, like, I'm just going to focus on teaching, like, whatever, like, this mm-hmm. this people side of it isn't working out, so whatever, I'm just going to, like, teach, I'm just going to teach the music, you know, and it's like, that is such a small part of mm-hmm. what we actually do. It's a tool, really, just to feed back into our work with people, like, you know, and that's the weird thing about it, is, is you're right, like, everything we do revolves around people the smoothness of your day revolves around the relationships that you have with those people. And in any relationship, there's going to be conflict. Yeah. We, um, Amanda and myself and Dr. Eric Allen from Texas Tech University, we had a clinic. Reckham. Oh, yeah. Reckham. Reckham. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we had, a, we had a clinic at TBA this past summer. And we specifically talked about burnout. And we each had a little section that we talked about. And I started off on a very positive note of what burnout is and what it looks like. And <laughs> uh, but it's it's very real. But one of the big things that people talk about is, um, or researchers talk about, is the fact that professions that deal with relationships tend to have a higher percentage of people that burn out. Um, mm-hmm. And they specifically list, like a lot of research has gone into education, because that's us, that's people all day long, and then people in the medical field. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just a fact. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, and quick little plug, we're going to be talking about burnout at TMEA. We have, mm-hmm. a, we have a clinic there, so show up and support and make beautiful signs with glitter and show your support yes, for us. Yes, please, please. <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, those are the two biggest fields that they cite in a lot of research when I was, when I was going through the stuff for our clinic. 
And see, this is why I love Chelsea, because she researches things, and she <laughs> she's very logical and very thorough, and I tend to be a little more off the cuff and a little bit more like about the feeling behind stuff. So this is why I love working with her, because she's got that <laughs> other side down. I mean, I will research something if I absolutely have to, but if you knew me at all during my grad school experience, you know that it was pulling teeth, my friends. It was oh, pulling dude. teeth. I did not like writing those papers. No, thank you. <laughs> I was thinking we should do an episode about masters in music education since you and I both just graduated <laughs> with our masters. But um, no, and I think I, I, it was really, and that's how we did our clinic. Is you know, Amanda talked a lot about you know how to how to battle the burnout and all of that. But and and I did a lot of the research behind the why and what it what it looks like. Um, and it's amazing how much of it was relationships with the people around you, no matter who it is, um, and how that can affect your day-to-day life and um, overall your satisfaction in the job. Yeah. A lot of times, well, really, I think every time I've come home from a hard day at work, it's been hard because of something uh, relationally with someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't usually come home saying like, dang, my clarinets were so out of tune and I'm just so down about it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, mine are out of tune, but that's not what I go home upset about. I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if I'm going to have a quote unquote, you know, bad day, it's usually going to be because of something that happened with someone else or realistic, honestly, either that or I'm just so stinking tired Mm. (laughs) sometimes I will have a bad day just because it's not even like bad I'm just so tired that everything feels bad (laughs) which I mean you know right this time of year I bet there's some people who would relate to that (laughs) and a lot of times I feel what refuels me is the good relationships that I have with other people um Mm. and that could be an, an extrovert introvert kind of thing but you know me personally when I have a hard time, you know, Ryan and I will go out on a date or we'll watch something together or, you know, whatever. Um, And that refuels me more than me sulking on my bed, which I've done quite a few times too, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So let's I think they're... Oh, go ahead. I don't know what I was going to say. Never mind. (laughs) Um, Well, let's talk about... Let's talk about the relationships and possible conflict with the person that you might share a band hall with whether it's assistant directors, your head director, whoever, you know, other mm-hmm. people that come in. Um, let's talk about that. Have you ever experienced conflict with that? No, I'm perfect in every way. I knew Don't it. you know? I knew it. All right, so let's move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course I've, you know, experienced that. And if anyone that I've worked with in any capacity before is listening, you know, they will be nodding their head knowing exactly when that has happened because it, of course, happens to me. Although I feel like I've, um, and we were kind of talking about this earlier, Chelsea, is that I feel like it took me as a really long time to figure out how how conflict actually works, um, you know, person to person and how my role as a colleague, especially like such a close colleague relationship, like Mm -hmm. you are around that person all the time, how you have to kind of function that way. I think it really took me until I became a head director to kind of know what side I was on in that as far as like who's supposed to lead conflict resolution and all these kind of things. So 
I'm still not perfect, and I'm sure that um, the director that directors that I work with would be like, yeah, she she's not all that. Like we all have our <laughs> stuff, but oh, um, same. But you know, I think here's what I've learned. I feel like there are two approaches to conflict. I think there are people who don't want to go to sleep that night with conflict unresolved, mm-hmm. and so they would rather like. They would rather you get it out right now. Like, yell at my face. Yell at my face right now. Get it all out so that I can apologize or I can get it out. And let's just do it right here, right now. Mm-hmm. There are those people. And and it might not be like, you might not always be that person. But like, there, there's usually two approaches. Like, either you're like that or you are the kind that is a little more passive. Like, doesn't, maybe doesn't like confrontation at all. So you would rather like not talk about it, not deal with it. I want space. Give me my space. Like, let's just go on and do our jobs and like, let it breathe. And then, um, you know, that's, that's kind of like the two approaches that I like have seen. And I feel like in order to work through any conflict that you have, especially in such a close, like you might have conflict with your coworker first period, and you still need to teach all the other periods that day right next to that person. And so what do you do, you know? And I think it's important to like keep in mind that you might be one of those things and they might be the exact opposite. And, um, you know, so if you're the more confrontational type like me, like I know that I am usually that type. If you're like that, you have to know that that other person involved might not be ready to deal with the ugliness that is like between you two. Like they might not be the kind who wants to bring it all out in the open right now and deal with it right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, but, so you have to like pump the brakes a little bit and make sure that you're being considerate of the other person. But then on the other side of things, if you're one of the more like um, passive type who wants space and time to process before it's ever brought out, you still have to address it, which is the hard part for, I think, people with that tendency is they just want to let it go. But but no matter what, conflict has to be addressed. I think that both sides have to be heard, like ideally in a really calm setting, like removed from the situation, like, but both sides kind of need to say their piece and there needs to be like a coming together again. Because if that, and that's if, if it's something really big, if it's something like super duper small, maybe you can get away with never addressing it. Right. Maybe. But the, the tough part is when like resentment or tension just bubbles under the surface for like days, weeks, months. And that's what usually, you know, that conflict turns into not just one small situation that things communication went awry or something and it turns into like a whole souring of a whole relationship yeah that's when it gets it just toxic. bubbles yeah yeah so, yeah okay. toxic so let's wait let's dive into this for a second because i feel <laughs> like you're the first person and i'm the second person i think so too yeah. <laughs> so as the second person when i see conflict depending on what it is i'm very much i'm more of a person that will not Kind of okay. I'm I'm more of a person that will think about the size of the issue and whether it's worth the heightened emotions. And if it's not worth it, I'm more of a person that's going to be like, "It's all good. Let's just keep going. I'm not going to bring it up. It's fine." Um, mm-hmm. Which sometimes it is fine, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's something that needs mm-hmm. to be addressed because 
it's not necessarily and maybe it is I don't know I'm, I'm not a you know licensed therapist so maybe it's something I should bring <laughs> yeah. up next time but yeah it's like um, what do we know I know what do we know <laughs> this is just how I think whenever this comes up is you know sometimes to me it's like this is not worth my energy right now I'd rather put my energy somewhere else and move forward it's constantly in my brain about moving forward and sometimes that is I think a good thing because I don't necessarily believe that every detail needs to be fought over every single time um, mm-hmm. but sometimes that's a downfall because it maybe it's something that does need to be hashed out right then and I think it's the opposite for your side I mean you can tell me better but in my brain it's let's go ahead and hash this out so we can solve it and then we can go forward hmm yeah I, I don't know I don't know what I think as far as if it is or isn't like that I, I mean I, I think there is still a weighing of um like is this worth getting super upset about I think mm-hmm. I'd like to think that everybody kind of has that like self check I hope of being like is this really worth me getting like upset about and and stopping everything that's going on to like right. deal with you know but I think it's like a difficulty to continue on when there's conflict I mean I kind of probably I feel like I can't I like it's I one see, of those yeah. things yeah like I feel like I can't keep going it's like this glaring you know it's kind of like a wall standing right in front of me and mm. I just want to like punch through that wall I just want to like get on the other side of it and feel good again basically and if I'm feeling like someone and you know I don't know if how many people are like this but if someone on my team is mad at me it makes me feel really 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 bad about myself right and so I have trouble like going on in my job and doing a good job when I feel so bad about the situation I feel so bad about myself you know or like um yeah, I, I just, that's kind of how I am. And it's like one of those things where, you know, you can control your thinking. And I think everyone needs to be able to like compartmentalize. And with our jobs, especially like with kids right in front of us, sometimes you just got to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You just got to like, you know, block it off, like whatever. There's a bunch of kids in front of me. We'll, we'll deal with this later. But I still am more of the type to, I can like push it to the side for the rest of the day. But then at the end of the day, we need to talk about it before we go home because if if we don't I'm not gonna sleep that night right right and that's kind of how I am with you know with a lot of my relationships like and I think the people very closest to me know that about me and so they know that that if there's like a fight quote unquote that it's gonna tear me up and that I'm not gonna sleep well I'm not gonna eat well I'm not gonna feel right until like you make it right you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. so I think Yes and no. Yes and no to what you were saying. Yeah. It's in- it's interesting um, hearing it from that end just because sometimes in my brain it is, you know, uh, let's just move forward. I can forget about it instead mm-hmm. of it grating on me. But, you know, I think all of us have a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's different kinds of there's different kinds of conflict that we can have and you know shout out to anybody that put a tally down every time that we were use the word conflict today (laughs) um but you know one that i want to talk about is tension due to stress in the workplace so not necessarily you're mad at each other Mm -hmm. not necessarily something in particular has happened 
but something is tense because of the stress or the situation or you know whatever's going on oh yeah that that's a huge one I think that might be at least in my experience that's been the most common one we're not really mad at each other we're not really mad at any one particular person but we're both exhausted and I'm particularly thinking about last year (laughs) and the ridiculous (laughs) stuff that happened last year and you know Um, The director I work with and I, we have a really good relationship, a really good working relationship, but we're not perfect, you know, and I can specifically remember one day where we each snapped at each other and then we looked at each other like, no, 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 we're good. Yeah, it's literally everything (laughs) else in the world (laughs) and moving past that. And I think, you know, I think that's something common, especially happening now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's your experience, Amanda. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm so tired. (laughs) And, uh, you know, there's just so much going on. Um, It's October. There's a lot happening um, at the middle school level and the high school level. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, go, 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 go. And so you don't have the time to, like, check in with each other, let alone with yourself. And, like, it just... Yeah, I, I totally have been there and are I'm still there. And it's like some days you're going to be better than others. It's like some yeah. days you go into it thinking, okay, today is going to be a really busy day, but I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to like put in the effort to like smile at my coworkers and tell them they're doing a good job. And I'm going to try and do all these things on this busy day. And then other days you're like dragging your butt in the door and you're thinking, I am lucky if I crack one smile today with how tired I am Mm -hmm. feeling. And you just have to do it, you know? Um, And those are the days that, I I think the more you work with someone, hopefully they'll be able to recognize kind of like those days for you and hope like I think the ideal situation the perfect world would be like they see oh Amanda's having a pretty like tough day I'm just gonna like not overthink what she says or not Mm -hmm. be too sensitive or just like not you know kind of like tread lightly like that would be ideal but sometimes especially in our job with how close we work and how busy things get all at once it's like they might be having your coworker right there might be having the same kind of day that you're having. And that's like the perfect storm. Yes. Um, that's when that tension <laughs> happens. There, yes. there have been days where, you know, I walk in, we both walk into work and we sit down and we start working. And it's one of those busy days, a crazy day. You get interrupted. You get calls from the office like 50 times during a class period. You know, there's drills. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's that, the other. And we've sat down seventh right after seventh period and go, hey, <laughs> Hello. Yeah. How, how are oh, you? Oh, we've we've literally been attached to the hip all day long, but we haven't checked in on each other and like had a moment to to say yeah. hello. Are you doing okay? Right. Well, and something that I'm so grateful for with um with my associate director mm-hmm. Win Rice. Shout out to him. Shout out. Um, <laughs> is that he is good about telling me when he feels overwhelmed. Good. And, and it has created a safe space for me to say the same. And I think there are so many directors in our lovely state of Texas that don't have that safe space to tell their coworker, I'm overwhelmed. This is a lot. Because for some reason, they get the reaction of, well, I'm fine well, I'm not tired or it's not that much or something like that. Like there's kind of this, um, you know, like pissing contest of, mm. okay, who can handle the most stress in uh, this really important job that we're doing of teaching music to Dude, children? There is no, <laughs> there's no award for being the most tired. 
There's yeah, no or the most stress. No. Yeah. No. Or the, you see those directors that brag, well, I stayed. I stay at school till six, seven o'clock every night. Like, no, no, no. This is not a bragging contest. Like, this is mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Do what you got to yeah. do. The only reward that you get for functioning at a high level of stress is poor health, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, but I do, I feel for the directors that don't have that safe space. And, and yeah. I get it from this one side of things where it's like, sometimes you feel like you have to be the one to put on the tough face, you know, because um, you don't want to turn it into like a, a whining fest or like a mm. lot of negativity. You know, you don't want it to be like, oh my gosh, complaining, 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 because that's just going to drag everybody down. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between that and just saying, oh my gosh, dude, like, I am feeling kind of overwhelmed. Like, we've got so much going on this week. It's just a lot. And I'm just feeling like it's a lot. Like, I really appreciate when my coworker says that to me. Because not only does it make me feel a little more, like, normal. Because I'm usually feeling somewhat the same way about, like, you know, everything we have coming up. But it also lets me know where he is so that I know not to, like, pile a bunch on in that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be very easy for us not to have that conversation and then for me to give him like 10 things to do. And yeah, I could be sure. like, and if without that little check-in, you know, I'm just adding fuel to the fire because I didn't even know there was a fire. Mm-hmm. So it really helps to, you know, to talk like that and to create that safe space. Um, but I do think a big part of this, um, at least from my experience, is I struggled when I was an assistant director because I felt like conflict resolution had to completely come from like the leadership of the head director. So like if there was a problem that arose, like we kind of butt heads or something, I felt like as the assistant, I couldn't initiate like that, like let's talk about this or let's resolve this or, you know, or even like I did feel like I could tell them when I was, overwhelmed I think but I didn't feel like I could initiate the actual conflict resolution and so I felt like I was just at the mercy of the head director whether or not they wanted to deal with it and it's funny how I think a lot of times band director teams are made up of opposites (laughs) opposites attract yeah and so like the odds are that I was probably working with slash working for um head directors who are much more passive than me And so they were never gonna Mm -hmm. bring it back around and resolve it. And that's what I was waiting for and wanting. And it's not until, you know, the pandemic hit, I think I had more time to reflect. And then when I started realizing I was going to be a head director and what I wanted that to look like and kind of like envisioning, how do I want to, what kind of leader do I want to be for my program? I realized that, it was never up to just the head director to do that conflict resolution no, that yeah. whole time. It was equally up to both of us, and I should have like initiated it more because it's what I needed. Mm-hmm. Even though they might have wanted to sweep it under the rug and keep it going, like I needed that um, recap and just that like reassurance of, hey, we're good. I get it. You get it. We're good. Let's move on. And um, as an assistant, I just never felt like that was my role. And now I talk to people who are, yeah, they're brand new to their jobs. They're, you know, maybe assistants, maybe not, but like they're brand new to teaching and they have things that are unresolved with their coworkers and their instant reaction is, I'm just going to find another job. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, 
I'm just gonna like leave this um, band program, I'm gonna go to a different band program and things will be better there. But I mean, I can speak from experience. That's not necessarily gonna be the case. If you don't like hone your um, conflict resolution skills, then you might be just hitting repeat on the same issues in another setting because there's always going to be something along the way that you know you maybe don't agree with or something that comes up or like you said you're just stinking tired and you have to like work on your ability to work through that um and if you don't have that ability then it's gonna like rear its ugly head anywhere that you go even if you leave band directing like you're probably still gonna have a boss you're probably yeah, conflict still, is everywhere still, yeah you're probably still gonna have co-workers so you know i guess unless you're like self-employed woodworker or something good for you <laughs> yeah but i mean even still you work with customers so here true true yeah it's i do want to come back to because there is a place where you need to draw the line um a, a hard line and we can come back to that but I've said this before on this podcast, and I've said it a million times to Amanda. I am someone that wholly believes that you do not work for the head director. You work with your head director. And there are a lot of decisions that do come down to the head director, and that's why they have that title, and that's why they, you know, but it is y'all's program together. You are working together. You are not working at their mercy you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and maybe that's a dramatic way to say it but it is (laughs) if there is a a conflict that needs to happen if there is or a conflict resolution that needs to happen between the two of you you are just as important of a stakeholder as an assistant as you are as a head in Mm -hmm. the program in the office and you know whatever you're doing um there are some things that you know, if there's conflict elsewhere, maybe with administration or, you know, that the head needs to take the step before you would. Um, But when it comes to conflict between the two of you, you are equal partners in this. And I fully believe that, Um, Mm -hmm. especially if you guys are are different and need different things and need maybe a little bit different support. Or if Amanda and I were working at the same program, she needs to hash it out. And I don't necessarily think that way. I need to think about what she needs. She needs to think about what I need. We need to work together. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm a huge believer in that. Well, and that goes back to, you know, it's absolutely a team effort. And I think that the head director needs to be, you know, focused on leadership. Like that's their role is to lead in the sense that in order to work as a team, the team has to be headed somewhere. And a lot of times you're gonna look, you're gonna look to the head director like, where are we headed? Because I'm ready to go, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, let's do it. And the head director needs to just like lead the whole team in that direction. So to me, it is a huge red flag when a head director burns through assistant directors Mm -hmm. again and again and again and again and again. To me, that is poor leadership um, on their part, potentially. Now, I don't know, you know, it's always from the outside looking in. You never know the true situation until you actually, like, know the situation or you're part of it. But, I mean, it's kind of a red flag if there's a head director at a program that can't keep um, their colleagues in that role for very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's just, like, new people working, new people working, new people working all the time. It's like what's going on there because 
ideally you'd be fostering relationships that would be they would have longevity yeah the i mean quite honestly there are you're going to have conflict wherever you go that is just human nature that is the profession that we work in you know all of that but you do as you know when you're reflecting on your relationships at work um reflect on is this how is the relationship if it's a toxic relationship that's a moment to leave that is you know we all have lines that are too much for us and if that's not something if you feel uncomfortable if you feel this is not something that is ever going to be resolved like the issues are that big or that ugly find somewhere else to go um yeah but little little conflicts little disagreements I mean, even, you know, about teaching, you know, we all have things that we, we don't agree with. I was sitting with a whole bunch of band directors last night and we were talking shop and all of that. And we, we played a game called name your, name your band controversial opinion. And so we talked about which, <laughs> which F do you use on oboe first? What, what, what B flat do you teach on flute? What about your horns hand position? Like things like that. You're going to disagree <laughs> on stuff, but that's not a big red flag issue. That's something mm-hmm. you can work with and compromise on. Yeah, I think there is, um, I think philosophical differences can weigh on a team over time, uh, like general philosophical differences mm-hmm. um, as far as, because that kind of goes back to the vision for the program. Like if you're not wanting your the program to head in the direction that everyone else you work with is wanting the program to head in, then yeah, you probably need to find a, pr- a program that is headed in the direction you Definitely. agree with. Um But, you know, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, for instance, like, let's say there's, you feel like your situation is not so great and you don't get along with somebody you work with or something or or whatever, and you apply to jobs over the summer and no takers, right? Nobody hires you and you don't want to be unemployed. So you're going into another year with this staff then that's when you turn it around on yourself and you say, what do I need to do to make this opportunity work for me? You know, even if it's temporary, um, even if it's just one more year and then you're out of there, right? But you need to turn around and say, what do I need to do to make this work for me knowing that um, I still have these other plans, you know? And that's like, that goes into kind of what we've talked about um, through YBDT sometimes is like, if you know you're leaving, whether you've gotten a new job or you've got good leads on a new job or, or you know, um, you've been an assistant for quite a while and are suddenly struck with the desire to answer more emails and so you want to be a head director, you know, like it's whatever. It's not a lie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if that you get to that point, you still need to be 100% committed to your current role Mm -hmm. until the very last second that you are in that role. And we have preached that and, you know, you will never hear me say contrary, that you need to be 100% bought into that until you are somewhere else. And so sometimes if you're looking at, I still have a whole other semester on this team, or I still have a whole other year on this team, or I know that I won't be ready to move on to this next role for a couple of years because there's still more that I need to learn, then make it work for that time. And if there is something that's like truly inappropriate or like truly toxic and stuff, obviously that's a different story. You can go to HR, you can go to your admin and get it taken care of. Yeah, and get it taken care of. But but there is a line 
And um, I, I, we have to remember that like all the problems of our life are pretty much temporary. So it's, mm. you know, you're, you're looking at it right now and it sucks right now and it's like really stressful right now. But then you look back, like fast forward five years, you look back and you're like, oh, that was nothing. Because now I've got this issue <laughs> that's so much for me right now, you know. Um, and I wish I could have told former me like in my first year, whatever was stressing me out in my first year, like, hey, don't stress about that. Like, you will figure out how to teach beginners, okay? It will be fine Mm -hmm. or or whatever. I wish, you know, older, wiser me could be like, hey, it's all good. And so, you know, sometimes you have to remember (laughs) that it's like more than likely what you're going through is going to be temporary. So just like push through. Yeah, um, and and as you go, you're gonna learn how to deal with different conflicts and what personally for you is worth bringing up and working through, and what you know for you is just fine letting go and moving on to the next thing. Um, and you know, compromise is a big thing, um, and just being able to have the conversation with each other is mm-hmm. is you know my biggest tip for anything just sitting down yeah. and even if it's uncomfortable saying hey can we talk about this real quick i want to i want to kind of talk about what happened and what what you were feeling at the time and here's what i was feeling and why i reacted the way i did um yeah and and just going through that conver- conversation i mean communication is the, yeah. the key to every relationship I gotta say, the phrase, I'm sorry, is so important. Saying you're sorry is so important for little and big things, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for instance, like we had middle school band night a couple nights ago, and it was right at the end of the night, and I'm not gonna lie, like this is my first middle school band night as a head director, and it was like hotter outside than I expected, and there were just like lots of things that came up that I didn't expect. It was a stressful experience, I was overwhelmed. And it was the end of the night, and I was, like, trying to get this kid home. His his mom was at the wrong high school to pick him up. So, like, you know, I'm on the phone with her trying to figure it out. And uh, this band director from the other middle school in our feeder pattern, like, kind of came up to check on me. And he was like, hey, is everything okay? And I kind of just gave him a look, which if he had probably been um, the director from my campus, he probably would have known what that look was. Right. But I just, I just kind of, like, gave him a look, and he I could tell that he was, like, whoa, what was that look? And then he walked away. And so I just texted him like super fast after getting off the phone with that parent. And I said, hey, sorry for being kind of standoffish in that moment. I'm just overwhelmed and everything's fine. Like, thanks for checking on me. Kind of a text kind of like that. That was not word for word. But But I'm sure that went a long way. Yeah. And he was like, I get it. And it also kind of goes back to that thing where I was like letting him know like I'm overwhelmed right now yeah. like it's like just wanted you to know that I wasn't giving you a weird look because that's just my face mm-hmm. like I'm a little overwhelmed and that's you know where we're at and I think dropping I'm sorry regularly and meaning it okay that's you have to mean it, it. yes um, you can't just say it <laughs> <laughs> but like dropping that in um and kind of just like smoothing the feathers because you just never know if if some like for instance like you might have a feeling that something you just said like you snapped at someone or it came off a little bit rough i think it's better in the workplace to just say a quick like later in the day or something be like hey by the way sorry i just like 
shouted like blurted that out earlier today my mind was on something else and I didn't mean it that way Mm -hmm. or um like little things like that show the people that you're working with that you do care what they think and what they feel (laughs) and you don't want to have them feel like you're just you know stepping all over them and you know I had a very like honest conversation with a co-worker um who's not directly on my campus but he was really concerned that his kind of like stressed out state was just causing him to be kind of like short and kind of like tough on everyone around him and that he was like aware of that but he didn't know how to like fix it Mm -hmm. and um and I mean it was sweet of him to come to me and thinking that I would have any advice and I didn't really but I just was like if you have the like awareness that this is happening then um you know, just saying sorry afterwards is at least something. Like, mm-hmm. if you know that you said something that kind of came off a way that you didn't intend it to, um, which happens to me a lot. I'm a very direct person, and I've had to learn to be a little less direct sometimes and add some adjectives <laughs> into what I say. Adjectives. Because, <laughs> because oh you know, I mean, sometimes I'm just like, no, we're going to do it this way. Yeah. And it's not because I want to be bossy or whatever. It's just because, like... I just want to say it and get through it and keep going or whatever. Um, and uh, so I just told him, I said, you know, if you're, if in the moment you're aware that it came out that way, saying a quick sorry afterwards or a little bit later is better than nothing. And I was like, and if you're like aware that you are kind of doing this a lot, well then you can keep working on that over time. Like that might be just an area that you need to grow in. Um, or you might just be really stressed and that's how you're expressing it and that might like take time but at least you're kind of acknowledging your awareness of it and I think that's better than just being that way not acknowledging it even though you're aware like inside you're aware that you're coming off not so nice but you're not showing to anyone else around you that you're aware of it you know there's well, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that apology is twofold because number one, it shows the other person that you care, it shows that you're aware, shows that you're reflecting, and shows that you know what. Look, I'm not, this was not personal, or this was you know this mm-hmm. that or the other. That apology is going to go a long way for them, but the apology is also going to go a long way for you because there you know there have been some times where I have felt that I might have snapped or might have given a look or you know, anything like that. Um, and maybe they didn't read it that way, but at least for me, I feel like that conflict has been resolved for myself as well, which, you know, lifts the burden that you yourself are wearing. Um, and sometimes they may, maybe they didn't even realize it and, you know, they moved on with their day, but it was weighing on you and bringing it up and just saying, Hey, my bad. I did not mean it that way. And I apologize. Um, having, a good enough relationship with the person or the people that you work with and being able to talk about how you're feeling in the moment as well is a really important thing. And for some of you, you're starting a new job. Um, you're not quite there in that relationship with that person. Um, but working on that and, and, and hoping that, that you guys get closer or what you're comfortable about talking about, that goes a long way with them understanding you and what you need. You know, Kevin and I have been working together long enough um, that if he's having a bad day or we've talked about mental health and how I have OCD and sometimes my days are just extra hard. 
Um, but him and I have a good enough relationship that I can walk in and I know I can comfortably be like, look, man, I'm having a real issue with X, Y, Z. And he and I can talk about it or at least have the conversation of, okay, you're having a hard day today. Is there something I can do that'll help or something that I can take off your plate? And it goes both ways. He has, you know, three kids. And sometimes the, <laughs> maybe the morning didn't go very smoothly or, you know, he's just tired. And, hey, man, what can I take off your plate today to kind of help? Or if he or if I, you know, get a little short that day. We've had that conversation and he knows you know, what's kind of going on. And that's, you know, we're lucky to have that relationship, but it, it's something that I think that everybody should kind of strive for mm-hmm. um, because it can help make a really healthy place for you to be in every day, even when your days aren't so, you know, bright and shiny and rainbows and sprinkles, you know? It's yeah. not every day. Yeah, you guys are hashtag goals. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but really though, it does come with time and if you it don't does come have with time. the advantage of time uh then it then you have to communicate harder <laughs> like you have to well, communicate more if you don't have the advantage time. of time working together yeah it's taken time and it's taken work and communication and us just you know and us not always and this is other relationships that i've had too working um where you're working on the relationship and understanding each other and that goes a long way. Yep. I mean, I just, I just can't emphasize that enough. Um, and how, how you work and communicate and get to know each other. Yep. And, <laughs> and honestly, so to bring it all back around, I hope yeah. that if there's anything that you get from this episode, it is that um, conflict in the workplace is normal. And it happens. It's not like... For everyone. Yes, it happens for everyone. It's not all on you it's not like your fault you're not a terrible person for not having perfect work relationships all the time okay that's just it's unrealistic so just keep in mind that this is something that all um teams deal with at some point and there are lots of solutions to get you to the other side of whatever might be going on and Mm -hmm. even though we are in bandtober and we're going into you know, Thanksgiving, next thing we know, it's gonna be Christmas break. And even though you're like looking at the finish line of getting some extra sleep, like keep in mind that there are still things you can do between now and then to just make your experience more pleasant and to, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep you going. Because the answer is not always going to be, um, okay, I'll just get through this, like push my way through this, um, you know, and get to the weekend and whatever happens this week happens, you know, you kind of have to like go like pay attention to your day in day out and try and keep things as healthy as possible so that when you do get to that finish line, if it's a weekend or a Thanksgiving break or whatever, that you can like actually get refreshed and actually enjoy that time. Um, If you're just always looking for that finish line, you're always going to be looking for it. Mm -hmm. If you're like, oh, I'll just make it to Friday, then immediately when the weekend's over, oh, I'll just make it to Friday. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll just make it. And you're constantly doing that. You know, look at your day-to-day. Look at your relationships. Where can you improve? Where can you communicate better? And then start building from there because it takes time. It's it's just one – it's something that is worth the effort in the most crucial way. Um, and have your boundaries and have your priorities and have your own philosophy on, on what is important to you 
um, and then work on those relationships with the people that you're with an obscene amount of hours every day. <laughs> I mean, <Yes>. truly. <laughs> but you got this, guys. You can do it. And yes. um, we're really excited to bring you some really fun episodes for the rest of this school year. We've got some cool ideas cooking. Mm-hmm. So we hope that you'll tune in next time as well. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. This is The Band Hall, a YBDT podcast. Follow us on Instagram at YoungBandDirectorsTX and then find more information about joining YBDT at our website, YoungBandDirectorsOfTexas.org. Until next time.